Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sports. Uh, I'm John Norman alongside Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. And not looking back at an England game today, we are looking back at the Champions of Test Cricket, the uh, final of the World Test Championship, coming to a close at the Hampshire Bowl a few moments ago. New Zealand crowned World Test Champions. How sweet must that feel? Certainly the view on the boundary are up in the changing room at the moment that uh, Ross Taylor and how fitting it was that he scored the winning runs um, that's something that will live long in the memory. Plenty to discuss over, at times a riveting, at times a frustrating six days of action. Uh, let's get on with it. Uh, you're listening to Following Up. Okay, so if you are listening to this podcast, you probably know by now, New Zealand have beaten India in the World Test Championship final, the inaugural event, by eight wickets. In the end, uh, it was comfortable, but boy, oh boy, was it nip and tuck for much of day six. Uh, the game really swung one way then the other. New Zealand pretty much always in it, but at uh, times it looked like a drop by uh, Tim Southey, who had batted and bowled bowled brilliantly on day five, uh, may prove costly. Uh, But in the end, an equally fine catch actually dismissed Pant and uh, with him went India's chances of posting a competitive total. Uh, In the end, New Zealand, well, they were set 139 runs to win. Uh, Latham and Conway got them off to a, a relatively solid start, a bit slow at times. Uh, but when they went uh, and uh, Williamson was actually given out on field for one, well, India believed. But in the end, it was the two old campaigners, Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson, who uh, became only the second player in the match to go past 50 uh, on the way to uh, a famous victory. And it wasn't even by the barest of margins in the end. Story of the day. Story of the day is it that New Zealand are the World Test champions. Yeah, and were they, and rightly so. Um, they were magnificent. I thought they've been they've been brilliant from the minute they've the minute they've got to England. They've prepared well. They've carried on from the two test matches, especially in this test match, the two test matches they played in England. They've also carried on the what they've done for the last sort of two and a bit years in the in the inaugural Test Championship uh, to get them to the final. Uh, and they looked every bit as strong as, as what they have leading into it. The bowlers bowl with good intensity, good plans, execution, perfect. The batsmen on a surface, which was very, very challenging, 
um, and it was a, a probably more of a contest. Um, you won a fair contest between bat and ball. This was more ball dominated because of the bowlers that were on show and the overhead conditions that we had at the Hampshire Bowl for over the course of the 60s. It was always going to make it difficult for the batsmen. But I thought the execution of, of the, the, the run chase, but also the setting up, um, not wanting to give your wicket away, valuing everything. This is, these, are, these are characteristics of New Zealand. You know, not just cricket, but all sports. You, you know yourself, John, about how much time you've spent in New Zealand. All sports in New Zealand are sportsmen in New Zealand. The character, the humbleness, the way they play their game, fight to the very end and not want to give in. Um, I think we've just seen all that in the space of day six. Um, and they were brilliant. You know, Jameson was magnificent, who I didn't think would play at the start because of loyalty towards Wagner because of the last two years, the way they've performed in their game plan and everything that went with it. Um, but what a selection that was. It was it was just a, a fantastic performance by a side who seemed to know how to win and, and win from, from, from anywhere and not panic. And that's what Taylor and Williamson did. They didn't panic. Ashwin bowled well in the early part of today. And then you know, the, the two older guns managed to get them into a position to get themselves over the line and get it easier as the game, as the day transpired. Run rate was never a problem. Overs were never a problem. It was just a case of making sure that if they were in at the end, Williamson and Taylor, they were going to win. I mean, it's so many lessons to learn from the way they've gone about choosing their team, isn't it? Because watching on was man of the match from the uh, Edgbaston test, Matt Henry. He didn't play in this match. Um, but you've got to say that uh, whatever the selection, uh, the management team at New Zealand have done, it has worked. And if not for a washout on day three at Lords, they, they would have beaten England. And I, I don't just say that without, you know, willy-nilly. Jimmy Anderson this week said the same thing. So they could be walking uh, or rather flying back to New Zealand with a 2-0 series win over England and uh, and uh, the mace as well in, in their uh, excess, excess baggage. It's been phenomenal. We've seen the introduction to Test Cricket at Devon Conway. That's absolutely worked. Jameson, I mean, 24 overs in this innings. He didn't concede a single boundary. Mm. And not only that, you know, on our YouTube show, 7 for 12, we were both saying, look, for this game to be alive, Coley needs to go early. And who was the man who got him? It was Jameson for the second time in the match. And he followed it up with Pajara. Um, it was 64 for two, became 72 for four. And from that moment on, you, we've all felt it, that sinking feeling as England fans. Well, despite the absolute level best that, India could throw at uh, New Zealand and credit for them for taking it as late into the day as they did. New Zealand were in control of the, of the game from that point onwards. They were, they were, they absolutely were. And you mentioned the Jameson and I've said this a couple of times now about if you just look at the shot that the batsman got out with, you'd say, what a poor shot. What a shocking shot. Yeah. You've actually got to look at the build-up before that. I mentioned You mentioned Jimmy Anderson earlier. Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, one of the two greatest bowlers that we've ever had in England. They will set batsmen up 10 balls, 15 balls out. They'll have an idea how they're going to get the batsmen out, but they'll, they'll, it'll take them 10, 15 balls to get the batsman in a position to you know, into submission and the batsman play a poor shot just through pressure. That's what Jameson's done in this, this game. Day one, 
well, first part of the innings, um, that Jamison bowled. He bowled a bit too short. He didn't bowl a ball out of 40 in the first innings to Coley. That would have hit the stumps. A little, you know, rethink, talk to the bowling coach, come back next year. I think seven out of seven out of about 15, 16 balls were hitting the stumps. Pressure on Virat, plays away from his body, out. Exactly the same in this second innings. Same as, um, the same as Pajara. Pajara, again, you know, tying him up. I was surprised at the shot he played because normally Pajara, he's not somebody that is bothered about dot balls. He's bothered about absorbing pressure. He's, he's, he's the, the old Raul Dravid wall. He will stand there and bat for a long period of time and mentally it'll not bother him. Virat's a bit different. He wants to sort of drop it and run, rotate strike, look for the boundary. Jameson bowled beautifully to him. So then when he did get something that was wide and that was on offer, his feet didn't go with his hands. His hands didn't go with his head and his head was was falling over and he nicked it. Now, this is a lesson for England. This is a lesson for England. When you look at going forward, India, India in the first innings got off to a good, a decent start, 60 for none. India lost 70, 71 runs for seven wickets in the first innings. In the second innings were bowled out for 170 and they lost eight wickets for 100 runs. This tells you that you can bowl at this batting lineup. You can if you put pressure on from both ends. You can if the ball is moving, get at this batting unit. And it's something that the England bowling unit will be yeah, making little notes. I'm sure the, the, you know, the, the management team will be having a look at the way New Zealand went about their job. Um, because it was flawless. Absolutely flawless. A bit like the England-New Zealand series. The bowlers were excellent. The batsmen from India, like England, didn't stand up. Um, and the New Zealand batsmen played the situation and the conditions better than, than, than their opposition. And that was the difference between the, the, the World Test Championship going to India and the World Test Championship, where rightly so it needs to be, or, or it is now, going to New Zealand. But, of course, there are always sliding door moments, aren't there? And there was one possibly when on five that Rishabh Pant was dropped by Tim Southwick's second slip. That catch had been taken. Um, India would have been at least four down uh, or they would have lost four wickets in the morning session uh, through to the tail. They may not have even made 120 uh, and the game would have been over by T. And the, and the player to get dropped was the man that you said could prov- prove to be the difference between the two sides. He, I mean, it does take some doing for a wicketkeeper batsman in the modern age to still make you gasp with absolute wonderment and delight and just what the hell is going on. After all the years of Gilchrist and after all the years that followed it with people trying to copy him, Rishabh Pant reversed pulling um, Trent Bolt on one occasion. I think it was Bolt. Anyway, fast forward, he's made 41. You can, and every single one of those additional 36 runs would have been, you know, tearing at Tim Salvi's soul. And then he goes for a big, booming drive, flying top edge. And there's Henry Nichols running backwards at backward point all the time in the world to think about this catch as well. It's not like Southie when he just, he says he doesn't, you don't have time. You have to rely on technique in the slips, but he had plenty of time, didn't he? It was one of those really difficult ones. He took the catch and the camera, the director, TV director was focusing on Tim Southie or one of his cameras on Tim Southie. I mean, that was the moment of the day. Um, two balls later, Ashwin goes caught, caught uh, in the slips and, and India's innings fell in a heap, uh, which goes back to the point you were making, of course. 
Yeah, no, it was. It was on. Pant was going to take the game away from from New Zealand. I think um, Coley and Pajara were probably going to set the game up if they batted to lunch. And then if if there was going to be a result in India's favour, bowling New Zealand out for not very many in the last session, session and a half, Pant had to get seventy or eighty in a crack to fast forward the game. Now he was he was always going to be the worry, um, and. It was a, I would say, it was a typical pan innings. He, he, and if you, you can't really have a golden for the shot because that was what got him to 40, 41 in the first place. He, he had a, he had a go. This is what this kid does. Uh, it's a lesson for the for the England batsmen uh, bowlers when when you because we're gonna have to bowl at him in five Test matches. He could be the difference between taking games away from you and not. So how you get him, or work him out try and set the fields in the right places. That's, that's the, 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 the sort of conundrum for, for, for further down the line for England. But it was a great catch by Nichols. A great catch. A catch that you can't, you can't comprehend how difficult that catch is. The ball going over your shoulder in the air for such a long time and you're running away from, you know, you, you're, you're, running, you're always running, you know, you're running towards the ball, but you seem to be running away from the business, everything that's going. You're not running in towards the ball. You're running away from the ball, trying to catch the ball up all the time. I thought it was a fantastic catch. And just at the end, the very end there, Kim Williamson tried to flick, I think it was Mohamed Shami over sort of square leg. He got a massive top edge, having to have a, a, a big heave at one. It's gone top edge and it's gone similar catch. But this time it's Jasper Bumrah and he's a bowler. And bowlers don't catch many that have been in the air for quite a long time. And he shelled it, he dropped it. Um, and the not. It was in New Zealand were fortunate that Nichols was underneath it. There was a little moment. I think Bumra, I don't think Bumra bowled as well as he would like. He looked as though he was a bit rusty. He'll get better as the as the six weeks goes before he gets the first test. But there was a passage just near you know, when Ross Taylor had come in. He nicked one to Bajara at slip. He catches that. I don't see India win it, but it, it, the old alarm bells going round. Nichols comes in, you nick him, you, you nick him off, and you knock him over, and all of a sudden, needing seventy, it becomes a little bit of a nipper. So, you know, the, a little bit of luck went New Zealand's way, but they deserved everything they got because they had the right to get the luck that well, got them over the line to win. Well, well, let's let's talk about that luck because, in the spirit of fairness, and that's what <coughs> any uh, what we should all be about, and indeed we are. New Zealand did have the. the pick of the uh, conditions didn't they they won the yeah. toss um pretty much everything went their way they picked the right team as well i think i still think that india were one seamer light and one spinner heavy uh and uh, whilst ashwin justified his place in the side i don't think Sudeja did and of course new zealand played two tests here whereas india had to rely on, a, on an intra squad game so yeah. india new zealand rather came in cooked um they picked the right team for the right conditions, they had probably properly used their large squad across the two tests, so everyone felt fresh, uh, and they won the toss. So it went their way, but um, and, and I suppose you could say you could you could you've got to give credit to India because I could have seen I, I think most teams possibly would have folded when they were uh, when New Zealand were 117 for well actually New Zealand were about 100. They look uh, 100 off one, you know, chasing 217. Um, but India kept going all the way through New Zealand's innings. Um, 
and then again, when when India's bats, batting failed, again they refused to give up, didn't they? And and I think a lesser team probably would have made things a lot easier for New Zealand when all of those things were going against them. Yeah, I think that comes down to leadership and one one person who is, yes, he's he is class. He's class as a player. Um, he's class as a character, and he's all round. You know, ability is just is just so immense in the game of cricket, and that's Virat Kohli. He will not let his team have five minutes just letting the game meander. He will not let heads drop because he seems to get at players. Um, he will make sure that his team is fighting towards the end. You just see it right at the very end there. There was a little run-out chance, needing 10 to win. And the ball nearly hit the stumps. Just It nearly hit Kane Williamson. It nearly hit the stumps. I think Williamson didn't have his back down. And Virat was his body language and his his expression on his face, where you'd, you'd think it was a tight game. You know, this guy is a great advert for Test Match Cricket. I think he's a big saviour for Test Match Cricket, if I'm brutally honest. Um, and I think when you look at everything that, that you've just mentioned, yeah, India would like to have probably had a game, would like to have had more preparation time, but that wasn't the case. That was probably their choice that they came in at this time. The IPL was... You know, scheduled here. Their schedule is ridiculously tight leading into the World Test Championship, hence trying to fit time to get the best players back to the IPL, which is a tournament that we, the global game, needs. Um, I think all said that, I, I think England, India did as well as can be expected. I think when it comes to six weeks' time, with uh, I think they're only playing two four-day inter, inter, um, inter-games rather than playing against other sides. Um, will they be ready for England? I'm sure they will be. Um, their batting probably needs a little bit of fine tuning. I thought their bowling was in good order. Their catching a little bit was a little bit off. But when you've got a leader like Virat Kohli who demands so much of you as a team, and he demands a lot of himself, um, you are not going to let the game meander. You're not going to feel sorry for yourself. You're going to try at every possibility to make the game go forward. And then that's full credit to, to the Indian captain because, like you say, at passages during this time with rain two days off, just getting more or less in the country a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't that warm. Ball nipping about a bit, looking as though they were going to lose quite comfortably at one one stage. Then they're back in the game. And then it's, you know, Williamson and, and Taylor kept going and managed to get them in, the, in New Zealand in a win position. Virat Kohli kept going and kept going and kept going. And when you've got a captain like that, it stands you in a good stead for the, you know, for, for what's to come because he's a he's an inspirational leader, an absolute world-class player. And it's the test match game and the world game needs Virat Kohli to keep going the way he does because while he's got a mindset of the way test match cricket is, Test match cricket's got a bright, bright future. If he didn't have that, then I fear a little bit because they obviously they are the the financial, the global financial powerhouse. Um, and if their test captain wasn't in tune with the test match game, then I think it, it might start a sort of fall by the wayside. But while Virat's there, I think test match cricket is is in good order. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. 
Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And what about the World Test Championship then the, as a format? Um, let's forget the how many teams have to play everyone and the fact that India and Pakistan aren't going to play each other. And the, 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 the makeup of the two-year cycle uh, needs some work. But in terms of the actual final itself, um, if you were to make some suggestions for improvement for the next one, because there will be a next one, they're scheduled in for the next uh, I think there's another four of them at least scheduled in so the next one will be in 2023 what improvements if any uh, would you suggest no I think uh, honestly for the first first go I think it has been a very very good um, experiment having it you know over two years and not having it over four years I think that's very very important in an ideal world you want people playing against each other more regularly and more Three, three uh, minimum three test matches, not two. I think we need we need as, uh, a decider in each one in each series, if possible. Um, there'll be a question mark whether it should have been in England. I actually think it's it's England's a, a great place to have it. Can you can you schedule a, a final in when you find out who's in the in the in the World Test Test final? I'm not sure you can because. You know, Northern and Southern Hemisphere summers and you know the way the way the when people play their cricket, so it has to be scheduled in somewhere. I know KP was tweeting the other week, uh, the other day, saying it should be in 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 Dubai because the stadium's fantastic, the facilities are fantastic, it's warm all year round. I get that, but is the surface? Well, there's no crowd. Pun. Well, there's no crowd either. You wouldn't have anyone. There's no crowd, but is the surface going to last six days if need be um, to be a fair contest between bat and ball? Not not 100% sure. I think Lords would have been perfect if it was last year. We've got to remember COVID. I just think with it, in a COVID cycle of the last 18 months, the way we've gone so far, I, rec- I think they've done very, very well and it's been a, a great exercise. I still think the one big, the big plus for this whole thing is the Duke ball. I think the ball has been, I think, the ball has dominated in this game. But I think if we had, obviously, a, a little bit better weather, a bit of luck with the weather, um, I, I think we would have had a, a, a fairer contest if the, if the, uh, if the weather had been a, a little bit better for us. But 
look, you can't complain. It's gone down to the last, it's gone down to the last, nearly the last session on the sixth day of the game in two fine sides playing, going head to head and possibly only the last two and a half hours of the game where you thought there's, there was going to be one concrete, you know, one runaway winner and that was New Zealand by the end. So all in all, and please, could you play anywhere else? Barbados, Cape Town, try and get you know, a, 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 a wicket, which is going to be, which is going to be a, a contest between bat and ball. If you go to the subcontinent, yeah, you're playing, you're, you know, there's a lot of spin comes into it. I don't think there's an ideal place because there'll always be somebody who will say, well, they're not used to these conditions. Um, I think getting two teams at the same venue at the same time, giving them the same preparation, same acclimatization. That is what I would recommend for the next time. Um, but I think for a first attempt, I think it's been a great advert for the last two years for test match cricket, a final that's been played very, very well between two sides, two captains who are absolute world-class in leadership, in, in blokes um, and great ambassadors for the game. I don't think the ICC could, could have gotten it any better, to be fair. And last question before I let you go. Uh, the India side that line up in that first test against England, do you envisage any changes from the side that you've seen at the Hampshire Bowl? I think if I'm England, I'd be quite happy with this bowl, this, this top order batting as much as England, India will be happy with facing India's, uh, England's top order batting. Um, Robert Sharma is a world-class player, top player. He's, he's got two. He's got two middle of the road scores, and you'd be happy if you got Rowett for thirty every time. I'd give him thirty in every innings, comfortably. Um, if, if we can keep on top of Rowett um, and get him moving about the crease and get the ball moving early, I think there'll there'll be a question mark over Shubman Gill. I don't see him playing in the first Test match. I really don't, for the simple fact he struggled against England in in India, and I think this was his. This was a bit of loyalty after the, the way they performed in the World Test Championship to get them there. He's got there. It's a new series. I think there'll be a change at the top of the order. Um, the rest of it, I think, will be more or less the same. They might try and get Mohamed Siraj in from a, a seam bowler's point of view to get the ball moving through the air laterally. At the expense of who, I'm not sure. It might be Ishant Sharma. Bumrah will get better. I didn't think you had a great game, but I thought he got better as the Test match went on. Um, but apart from that, this is a fine, fine India side. India, England need to take lessons from the way of the New Zealand bowl at, at, at India, especially the top order. And if they do that well, they can expose the middle order while a ball's moving, gives them every, every chance. But England have got the same problem, so it'll be a fine contest. Brilliant stuff. Hami, well, look, we'll be covering all of the action throughout the summer here on the following on podcast. Uh, uh, Cricket Collective uh, next week we'll be looking back at the Sri Lanka series the T20 series which has uh, just got underway and looking ahead to the ODI stuff as well um, and of course uh, we've got so much cricket to come but uh, please uh, you can always download uh, the following on podcast from uh, the TalkSport app or via Acast uh, or your other podcast providers but uh, for now uh, that's it, thank you very much for listening
Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the channelized Bimbingus at the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.